we used to have a dog, and I would put my uh, ghost face mask from Scream on, and I would chase the dog around in it. Well, when you blow up a Krampus, what you get is a lot of smaller Krampi. I had a mouthful of cheese. Shit in the aisle at Walmart rather than get out of line. We don't need to research the legality <laughs> of banging your cousins. Well, we watch those spanking videos. For naughty girls and boys of all ages. A Missouri corn cob crack pipe. It's not specifically a crack pipe. Shut up, Amanda. Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livius Nedden. We are taking the week off from reading books. Now, I know you hear that a few times a year, but this is a very, very special event. Um, this is what our newly renamed... I was thinking about this earlier today, and I was like, this is kind of like a job. And if we do this, it's kind of <laughs> like a party. And fuck it, this is the booked holiday office party. That's right. So I think um, for at least this year, that's what's going to be called. So welcome, um, and uh, thanks for listening in on the booked holiday office party. Rob, how are your holidays going so far? Uh, I was not prepared for that question. I think that my holidays are, I mean, like, <laughs> just working a lot. So I don't know. Just they're they're good. They're not bad. How about you, buddy? Um, so far, so good. I have a bunch of time coming um, up off of work, so they're getting better by the minute. Um, and as any good party, um, we have some guests at the party. You heard some giggling in the background. Amanda, say hello. Woohoo! Glad to be welcome, awake. Welcome back, Good Amanda. Um, it's been it's been a couple of years since you've been on the on the holiday episode, right? <laughs> am I am I correct I in saying that? I don't recall. Yeah, I you know. You know, this is this is where we did typically have like that dream sequence sound, and there would be a bunch of me talking poorly about you on the last holiday episode. <laughs> so um, we're glad we're glad that you're back. Thank you for having me. I didn't know if I would get the invite to the office party this year. Um, this is uh, this is going to be this is going to be a crazy one. I think. Are you are you all done with your holiday shopping? Oh yeah, I've been done for a while. Excellent. Good news. Good news. And I, our, our, I, I just want to let you know I'm pulling up the "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" song, um, <laughs> but I, I didn't get it in time for for Amanda's introduction, so I might have to put that in in post. Just like playing awesome. silent, like playing really quietly underneath the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was dreaming, but I should have been with you instead. That's the lyric I'm gonna really I'm gonna nail it on. Aww. <laughs> And Jesse, welcome back again, buddy. Thank you for thank you for attending every single one of the things that we've asked you to attend. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Wait, wait, you're hold so on. Responsible. We got, got it right here. <laughs> exactly. Jesse gets the uh, the booked perfect attendance award. I think. Um, perfect. Jesse, you all geared up for the holidays? You got the, the pancake mix um, ready to go? You know, I've done away with the pancakes, to be honest. Oh, oh no. What what have you replaced pancakes with as a as the holiday food? Um, beer. Coffee beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> oh, I knew it. I'm drinking a coffee beer. <laughs> you are. No, I, actually, I'm going the waffle route now instead of pancakes. In keeping with the um, holiday office party theme, I do believe that all four participants are actively um, um, consuming alcohol. Is that is that correct? 
Jiminy Christmas. Bingo. Yes. Okay. So, and even I, who don't normally um, drink very often, um, I, I'm, I'm also drinking. But can I tell you guys, I took this office party theme to a whole nother level. Not only am I drinking chocolate wine, I, I have a plate. Uh, no, no, I have a plate in front of me that has um, some salami, some Munster <laughs> cheese, some feta cheese, and too many croissants as like appetizers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So well, I am I'm geared up and ready to go for this uh, this holiday office party. I just want to know who's volunteering that at some point during the night they're going to take their pants off. It might be me. Isn't that what happens at holiday office parties? I've never been in an office. What if you're already there? Mm. <laughs> some of us get started earlier than others. <laughs> Jesse's like, you can check that <laughs> check that off the list. Yep. Um, Great. your listeners up for what you're going to hear in case this seems a little disjointed to you um, this is going to be a two part episode we don't necessarily have like we're not going to end it and start another one so uh, come back next week for uh, part two of this we typically expect that these parties go uh, go a little longer than standard booked episodes so this is we'll call this uh, we'll call this the happy hour of the holiday office party <laughs> um, yeah I mean, our introductions have already been about 10 minutes, so yeah, I'm feeling this is probably going to go two hours for sure. Um, if you've listened to previous years, um, the last two years, either one, you'll know that we do a little bit of homework. Usually we read something and review it, or we watch something and talk about it. Um, so we have topics, and Livius um, is going to be the one who's kind of guiding the conversation. But um, we've done a little homework, and we're going to talk about stuff. But we're going to spring some things on each other. And, back by absolutely zero demand, the gift exchange. <laughs> the gift exchange. Yeah, the gift exchange, which is only fun for exactly yeah. four people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we are going to do that on here. Again, that, that's what you do at, at holiday office parties, right? Like Secret Santa type stuff. So we've got that going, too. First, um, we're going to start off with revisiting at least a character um, that we talked about in our holiday extravaganza spectacular two years ago. Um, Krampus was the um, the anti uh, the anti hero in um, in uh, the human Santa. Yeah, human I was Santa struggling to think what that thing was like... called. Yeah, so... <laughs> it's a really boring name. <laughs> Yeah, he was the he was the villain in that. So this year we decided that we we're going to review and and I know listeners are thinking, oh, they're gonna they're gonna talk about Krampus. Yes, we are. We're gonna review the movie Krampus. Not only that, we also have a review prepared for the movie Krampus Unleashed. Now you may be thinking to yourself, what the fuck is Krampus Unleashed? And yeah, that's exactly it. This movie came out in November of this year. It is on a budget of about thirty eight dollars. <laughs> um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that second. But uh, so be prepared um, to hear not just about Krampus, but thirty eight reasons why you shouldn't see Krampus unleashed. Yeah, Rob, would you like to get us started on Krampus? Yeah, I actually on IMDb brought up um, the Krampus movie so that we could look at maybe some user generated synopsis. Does that make sense? That's fair, right? That's what we usually do with synopsis. I had a mouthful of cheese. God damn it. Yes, that's very fair. <laughs> I was like, am I abandoned? That was the whole thing. We're going to give you 10 minutes, and then it's going to be me talking about Krampus synopsis. <clears throat> so I'm, uh, I'm looking at the three, and 
the one that I think sounds the best comes from Stacy Cox, user Stacy Cox. A torn family comes together for the holidays, but they're so busy fighting that they've lost their holiday spirits. When a boy writes a letter to Santa Claus but gets mad and rips it up, he summons something much worse. Now they will have to make amends and stay together and fight for their lives. Their faith is at stake. I really don't get that last part. <laughs> no, that doesn't yeah. really go well. It, it certainly doesn't. Now, this is probably not going to be spoiler-free. The movie's two years old, yeah. and it's a Christmas horror movie. So I, I, you know, we're going to kind of talk very openly about this. We'll give you the, the setup a little bit. Rob kind of covered it. You have a very um, typical like movie family. So you've got the core family, which is a mother, father, son, and daughter. Um, and, and they're fairly normal. <clears throat> but then you have the uh, the brother. So it's the brother-in-law, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, they do that. They do that whole like white suburb setup. Like, oh, we're so busy and people are coming and we don't appreciate anything. So it's a Christmas movie like <laughs> opening. Yeah, that was pretty much the most realistic thing about that movie. I think because <laughs> exactly, everything you said is exactly what happens in my house every, every December. Nobody gives a shit. It's every house. But they were um, like one Randy Quaid away from really nailing the <laughs> fucked up stepbrother thing or brother-in-law thing. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, the the brother-in-law and his family show up, and the 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 kid is or uh, he he has three girls that he treats like boys because he really wanted a boy, and he's really big into hunting and uh, you know just the real standard stereotypical um, douchebag. Yeah, I was gonna say like like <laughs> Good, Trump yes. Trump voter Trump voter that would work too. Um. You know, type type person. So you have that all happen. But you have the coolest character in the movie, the very German grandmother. Damn it, I was going to say that too. Yeah, she was the best. Omi. Grandma is wise and evil. You know what? But fuck Omi, and I'm going to talk about when that comes up. I got a problem with Omi too. Omi and Opa, like what? Because of the the German? I thought it was Latvian. I think she speaks German. It's totally German. I I only know Omi and Opa because I have a friend whose grandparents were Latvian, and he called them Omi and Opa. Way in this movie? <laughs> Did they speak no. German? Because then it would all make sense. Because <laughs> they're definitely speaking German. Um, <laughs> isn't it odd that I know that his grandparents are from Latvia, and he called them Omi and Opa, and yet I do not know what language they spoke? Probably Latvian, I'm guessing, but... <laughs> this is besides the point. So, uh, I'm not sure Latvian is a language. Hold on. If we're going go, go, to talk to Siri on this. No, it's, it's Welsh. a language. Welsh is the official language. Is of Latvian. Latvian a language? No, Welsh is what they speak in Wales. The languages spoken in Latvian are Latvian, Yiddish Eastern, and Romani Baltic. Yeah, Latvian is a language. 61% of the population of Latvia speaks Latvian. <laughs> Man, that's almost like the tomato meter on this movie. Hey, there you go. <laughs> We're in. Rails. Rails. <laughs> so, so Rob, Rob uh, in the synopsis, I think, really covered it. Um, the kid is kind of fed up. He writes a letter saying he tears it up. And somehow that causes it inexplicably to end up in the hands of Krampus. Um, for anybody who's not familiar with Krampus, he is the uh, counterpart to Santa in certain um, like kind of Norwegian countries, if I'm not correct. I mean, they're they're kind of like Sweden, Norway is where Krampus and, is. And Latvia, and Latvia clearly. Big in Latvia. Um, <laughs> but he is not 
it's where Santa rewards kids for good behavior. Um, Krampus <laughs> gets him with a broomstick, right? Is, am I am I getting that right from traditional like? I thought he from... ate them. Well, we watched those spanking videos. <laughs> yeah, right, Livius, on the previous on one of our previous episodes, where like, yeah. oh, oh, the ones parade. with Krampus. Yes, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah the did. Krampus ones. I'm sorry, I was. Yes. I should have been more specific. <laughs> the Krampus. No, we're going to talk about that. Spanking the <laughs> so kids wait in line to have Krampus spank them rather than have Krampus. I mean, whether they, rather than have Santa like ask them what they want for who's, Christmas, like who's I think they get spanked because they they were bad or something, not because yeah. I, I, so I think it's, the bad I think kids it's, stand it's in one line and the good kids yeah. stand in another line. Nobody goes to visit Krampus. Yeah, that's, that's not the way it works. Work. I think it's more like the like the boogeyman. You are know, you like that. from Latvia? What do you know about Krampus? No, and, like, no, from, are you from Latvia? <laughs> I think we can all agree that none of us are from Latvia. Um, my impression of at least the lore that was presented in this movie Krampus from as much as I paid attention was that like Krampus <laughs> shows up when people are acting like bitches to remind them that they're acting like bitches is basically what I got out of it, right? And to put the smack exactly. down and that's awesome. Like, hey, you motherfuckers are ungrateful. But he obliterates the whole town. It's he, fantastic. He does they kind of murder it. everyone. It's a little bit of overkill, if you ask me. He's like Bearschnickel in the office. He like lets you know if you've been good or bad for the year. <laughs> with the wooden or not the like the the straw broom with, with the switch. But in this case, murderous snowmen or something or a snow under the snow monster thing. Jesse Jesse will understand this like with tremors, the, with the demonic toys thing. five. Yes, precisely. Wait. what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Demonic Toys. It was a, a horror series through the '80s, and that's exactly what. Yeah, not not the Tremors creature underneath, but all the rest of them were like straight out of Demonic Toys. Yeah, don't mm. worry, guys. We're gonna do that next Christmas. Everyone's oh. get to watch the whole series. <laughs> yeah, like 18 episodes. But I'll tell you, because if you watch Puppet Master <laughs> versus Demonic Toys, there's some ingenuity there. That one I haven't seen actually. Yeah, it's a crossover of the two. But yeah, at any rate. So we spend the rest of the episode basically um, the family the trying movie? to survive. Uh, the, did I say Did I say right. the book? You said the episode. He said he's trying to survive. Oh, okay, I thought I said the book because I read the book. No, he's trying to survive this episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. We spend the rest of the movie <laughs> trying to, uh, watching the family try to survive the onslaught of Krampus and demonic toys, and apparently the creature from Tremors. Yeah. But they don't. Um, they don't. Yeah, spoilers, they all die. Um, Good. They all deserved it. It was awesome. So there's the so best many... part... Okay, can I just tell you my favorite part, really? Apparently really you part? can. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. When the, when they were, like, when they opened somehow the, the for no reason, like, fiery hellhole, like, near the end, <laughs> and they, they were dropping all the family members in... And the kid was like, I just wanted everyone to get what they wanted, and I wanted to. He wanted to it be to like be the how they used to be. Yeah. And things to be how it used to be. And, like, he has, like, the one tear, and, like, Krampus reaches out with his little, like, skeleton y gray, gnarled finger and, like, touches the, cheer, the tear on his cheek, and you're like, you motherfuckers, you're going to pull back and ruin the whole thing, aren't you? And then, like, 
Krampus and the reindeer and the toys and everybody around that's evil starts laughing at the kid all at once and then like drop the bomb in the hellhole. That was like my favorite part. <laughs> Who's Krampus? <laughs> Who's this Krampus you keep talking about? I call him Krampus. That... Isn't he the Krampus? He's in like a British breakfast meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have it with tea, right? Tea and Krampus. Tea and Krampus. What? I mean, like. <laughs> I'm not from New England. Should I call him Krampus? Like, it's I don't Krampus. Know, like... Nobody's Krampus. from New England. I, Livius and I live near Chicago. During this is terrible. Joking. <laughs> Krampus. Krampus. Um, I Krampus. will. I will agree. The heartless, um, you stupid little bitch, and throwing everybody into the hellhole uh, was was a high point in a movie yes. that was otherwise really not that great. Um, Let's not forget the, the tribute to Die Hard that happened there with that Hans Gruber like moment when he's falling into the pit. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Hmm? No. <laughs> there you go. Unex- very unexpected tribute to Die Hard. Um, <laughs> it was no Alan Rickman, though. Oh, yeah, I know. That kid was not, yeah, the kid was the worst. He was a little, fuck that little kid. All right, so fuck everybody in this movie, but like, yes. he was this little bastard who. He was first of all, he was a real little bitch. Right? <laughs> like Yeah. He acted like a little bitch and everybody picked on him and guess what? They pretty much he deserved it. Because he was acting like a little bitch. And then his little bitch fit brought brought Krampus to town and he's like, I just wanted everybody to be back how it was. Fuck you, little kid. You'd be the first yeah, person going and, into hell. And they all got what they deserved, and that's why it's a good movie, because it's like, yeah, that's right. Can we talk about the opening scene for a minute? Yes. So, like, it, the like to say that the opening scene was heavy-handed is is, like, the biggest understatement ever, because, like... <laughs> The entire opening scene is this, like, Black Friday kind of rush to get the bargains kind of shopping. Not a montage, but it's like a... It's just a scene set to music. Like, it's set to classic Christmas music, but, like... It was, it was like a, a slow-motion doorbuster. Like right. Like, people running, knocking people over. Yep. And it, I still kind of liked it, though. It was very heavy-handed, but I... It, I was, it was so heavy-handed, and it, like... And it's like, by the fucking, like, second thing that happened, I got it, you know? But this opening scene goes on for, like, two minutes, and it's, like, every cliched bullshit thing that you've ever seen in, like, a viral video of, like, Black Friday at Walmart or something like that is is included in this in, like, a very cinematic way. And it's just like, oh, I fucking get it. If this is going to be how the entire movie is, I'm already checked out. It was the worst. Can I also offer for, and, and I know that there are examples of this where someone could disprove me, but I, I've been in retail for many, many, many years. And I've been involved in every single Black Friday because that's how life works. Yep. And I've never seen anything that even remotely resembles that. What I usually see is people who are in line and like pretty understanding about like how things go. And Rob, you've been I'm... in retail on and off for a long time. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, like, it's never that. It's never... But here's the thing. I've never worked at, like, like the places where... You know what? I have. I worked at some of the places where they had to, like, you get a $29 TV or something. That I mean, and it's just like, yeah, people get a little, like, anxious. 
but it's never like people fighting each other over something. It's never been that. It's never been that. I know a guy who uh, saw somebody uh, shit in the aisle at Walmart rather than get out of line. So. Well, yeah, but you know what? I do that sometimes <laughs> on the weekend because that's Walmart and that's what you do. <laughs> oh. So I mean, it happens. <laughs> This is like local the window of a car when there's a long line <laughs> at the Taco Bell drive-through, you know. Um, yeah, this all seems pretty. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. There's nothing oh. weird about anything that I'm hearing so far. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a few notes. I have a few notes about this movie. Whoa, really? All I want to know is, did they use special effects? Because how the fuck does that girl have so many freckles? The sister, right? <laughs> they actually that had to be some CGI type of special freckles? effects work. Yeah, because hmm. it's not possible. She can't be human like that. Uh, the movie also implied that reindeer are real, which is just preposterous. I really like real. I loved everything about the way that they looked, though. They were awesome reindeer. Do you know that? You know that reindeer are a real thing, Livia. Yeah, they're they're real. Yeah, they're, they're real. Cool. Moving on to the next point. <laughs> I've eaten reindeer. We've talked about this. I've eaten reindeer in my life. You are a fucking monster, sir. You are a monster and a savage. Like in like a reindeer sausage. And let me tell you, I had it with a breakfast and it was delicious. The one thing I liked, and I'm really interested in getting the guy's opinion on this, the animated sequence in the like two-thirds into the movie where, where the grandmother reveals her previous encounter with Krampus. I fucking loved it. It's probably the only thing I liked about this movie. What yeah, do you how do you guys feel? No, no, the ending like the Rudolph cool stuff. Um, we all know that what that was stolen from, right? Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> that was totally stolen from Harry Potter. Oh, no idea. You're talking about wait, in the movie they went back and yep. did an animated like splicing. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was I've like never a... seen that before. Yep. Yeah, in the seventh Harry Potter movie, or, or the first half of the Deathly Hallows book, um, they're reading a, a legend from a book called Tales of Beale the Bard and, about the Deathly Hallows, which is the namesake of the movie. And um, it, it cuts to this like uh, animated. So it's like it's like a flashback because it, it turns out the story is kind of historical, and it and it's an animated um, like version of so narrated by by the character version of, of the story that we're that we're hearing. So it's like pretty much fucking shot for shot. Not shot for shot, but like the whole idea is stolen from Harry Potter. Interesting. Olivia's is like, I'm gonna go watch a Harry Potter movie now. The first time that, that was done was Harry Potter. Yes, I'm one hundred percent positive. <laughs> I say that because I know you're not going to try and prove me wrong. <laughs> well, in that case, I agree. <laughs> I concede. Um, in the interest of brevity, I mean, I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts and maybe a rating on this. Um, is there anything else you guys want to mention specifically? Can I bring up um, the note, some of the notes I took real quick? Please. Sure. Oh, I can't Absolutely. wait for this. Jesse, the okay, filmmaker. So, <laughs> no, so I saw this movie when it came out because of <laughs> the guy did Trick or Treat before this movie, which was phenomenal. Holy shit, wait a minute. That fucking guy did this piece of shit movie? It was yeah. not a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and exactly. 
spoilers on my review. Amanda is a Amanda is a Krampus apologist. No, and that's exactly it though. It's such a piece of shit that I actually forgot how it ended. So in my notes as I was rewatching it, I started I was writing this as I was watching it like live tweeting. So it says, seriously, it's all a dream. And then a moment later it says, Psych <laughs> Nice. Nice. Not to not to spoil the ending, but I guess we don't give a shit we about that. Yeah, we don't care about it. It's like the best part. The, uh, the ending be related yeah, very Yeah, because you, you get really pissed at the ending for a second, and then you're like, oh, no, they did it again. You want to get pissed all over again? Just yeah. Just get, get the DVD and watch the alternate ending. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, my two favorite parts ending. were those, the, the, we almost redeemed everything, and then everybody laughs, and then the, oh, everything's fine again, it did turn out, and you're going, are you kidding me? Did they really? Oh, no, they didn't. That's actually the alternate ending. It's exactly the same as the real ending, but they fade out to black as the camera pulls out of the window of the house before it turns into a snow globe. Why? Why would they do that? Um, Interestingly enough... It's magical. I would love to live in the Krampus's cave, since that's how I have to say it now. The Krampus. I mean, I mean, you're just saying it the way it's spelled, so I don't know why you're so upset about it. She's saying it far more obscenely than the rest of us, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, Jesse, was okay. that your only note? <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, that was it. So you're like, I want to talk about all these notes, and you're like, you said one thing. That was my note. Jesse, again, may be the <laughs> only one on this note. podcast that can relate, but I, I totally thought that ending um, was a little too similar to the ending of Cemetery Man. Yeah, yeah. They're just stealing good bits from all these other movies and can't pull together a better story. All right, I have some thoughts. Can I do... Oh, hang on. What's going on? Play <laughs> Santa Claus talking to you. <laughs> My phone was just randomly making noises. I apologize for that. I don't know why that happened. Do you have a Jeeves at home? Um, I wish. I don't even know what that is, but that would be nice. Like if I had like a butler, like a robot Shit, butler. Right. I'm the only one who read the Bizarro story. <laughs> there's a there's a Jeeves robot in that that story. My God, I can't wait for that. So, um. A couple quick thoughts. So, can we at least all agree that literally nothing in this movie made any fucking sense? So, they won't let the daughter leave the house until there's a blizzard where the power goes out, and then they're like, okay, you can leave. (laughs) Then, the fucking, like, one kid gets taken up the chimney, and they're like, we're not going to go and go after him and trying to save him. Uh, Fucking, what else happens? Like, there's so many things that just make no sense. Um why does Krampus... Like we, ha- we have guns that'll make it okay if we go out in the snow. Because guns, guns solve will everything. Help us fight blizzards. <laughs> we can fight blizzards with snow. Yeah, you shoot the snow away. With... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back off snow, and then you shoot it, and then it gets scared <laughs> right. and it goes away. <laughs> right. um, what's this fucking under snow monster thing? Is that Krampus? Is it something else? I don't understand what's going on with that. Um, well, you see, what did they call them in Tremors? Um... Kevin like. Bacon? Graboids? Graboids, yes. Those were uh, Christmas Graboids. Like, really, the only thing... I thought that that big-ass monster with, like, the big teeth, that was pretty cool. Um, 
but like literally nothing in this story. Like if you if you watch this and try to understand the the logic of the story, it fails you like so consistently. It's like they were doing it on purpose. Why didn't the grandma just like prevent all this shit from happening since she seemed to knew what was at stake? Right, like That's the other thing. Yeah, why did she let it get so far? That well, Krampus why gets there. She in a bubble with her family from the first time around. Yeah, why she did Krampus spared. not kill her? So Krampus always spares one person that can that can relay the story of what happened. So that's the one part that actually made some sense. But who did he and spare from this group? Yeah. Well, but that's the whole thing. You don't see the person he spared because you think it's the kid. It's set up for you to believe that the kid will be spared. So that whole setup leads you to believe that Krampus is going to put the kid down when the kid asks for forgiveness or, or whatever. Right. So I I'm really, guessing. I really hope that Krampus spared that bitchy racist aunt. <laughs> Krampus is like, you get to live, you bitchy, you bitchy racist. Rob, are you going to let that serve as kind of your wrap up on this? Yeah. Would I'm not you giving. Like to give it any stars. Uh, zero stars. <laughs> Krampus sucked. <laughs> zero stars for me. You're going to go with um, zero Jesse. stars when you still have Krampus Unleashed to talk about. <clears throat> oh, that's, well, that's let's talk about that. On a sliding scale. You should... Right, exactly. <laughs> you, need to, you need to think about this before you hand out the no, no, zero no. stars. No, no, no. I know exactly what I'm doing, Amanda. <laughs> All right. Amanda, you sound like you're ready to, to counterpoint Rob on this, so we'll let you do a wrap-up and do some stars next. I'm going to go with six and a half. Whoa, this is out of five. (laughs) You can only do five. Yeah, and you have to explain yourself a little bit. Okay, I'm going to go with three and a half based on coolness of reindeers tricking me twice into thinking they were going to go with the Hallmark ending and casting of Tony Collette. Who the fuck's Tony Collette? She was the mom. The mom. Oh, I don't like her at all. Jesse. Okay, so positives of the film. It was a paying gig for the dude who made Trick or Treat, which is good (laughs) because hopefully now he has money to take some time off to write a really good film again. And the ending, even though it was a little ripped off from Cemetery Man, was the best part of the movie, so that was a good point. And so I'm going to give it two stars because... Krampus Unleashed has two stars, and I think this deserves the two stars more than Krampus Unleashed. Well, I'm going to stop you right there, Jesse, because I looked up Michael Doherty, who is the director of this movie, right? Yeah. He fucking did X-Men Apocalypse. His pocket is not wanting for cash. Is that what the one with two Magnetos and two... And two doctor, right? So you get like you get Fastbender and and McAvoy no, nope, on the one. Nope. God damn it! I don't want to talk about it then, if that's where this is going. I'm just saying, yeah, like this guy. None of us wanted to talk about it. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no one wants to talk about X Men. I just want to say that he wrote the superhero. He wrote that movie. He got paid. So I'm standing by it. I'm, I'm taking Krampus Unleashed's two stars and stealing <laughs> them and giving them to Krampus. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's fair. This is your that's your choice. Um, my biggest issue with this movie is how campy it was. 
and I know that sounds weird because it's kind of a campy concept, but here's here's my breakdown. I didn't like that Krampus was a behind-the-scenes character. I much rather would have seen him as a character in the forefront. And really what I wanted, what I thought I wanted to see from a Krampus movie, and I'll qualify that statement later, is a serious Krampus movie. No gimmicky one-liners from the family, no whatever. How cool would this movie have been, even if you keep the cast of demonic toys in it? So you want if Krampus the family to be was... like Freddy Krueger then in the first Yeah. But yeah, it's genuinely terrified people acting in a way that genuinely terrified people would that are fucking confused by really cool gingerbread men that are attacking them or um, talking dolls or, or whatever. Instead, you've got the, the campy one-liners. Like Rob said, kind of the things don't make any sense because they're just stupid. If this would have been a smart horror movie... And you had the campy elements of Krampus and his his uh, his gang of misfit toys. This could have been really really good. Instead, what we got is kind of a schlocky, um, lots of bad one line, not even good one liners, terrible one liners. Um, it, it just wasn't enjoyable for me at all. That being said, um, I really like the animated clip in the middle, and the ending was uh, was okay. Um, I, I I'm gonna go with Jesse on this and give it two stars. You guys are insane. <laughs> um, estimated budget for the movie fifteen million. Opening Holy week. Shit. Opening oh, week. Wow. Right. Well, I'm sure it's all that CGI. They had that fucking stupid scene where the dog ate that fucking gingerbread evil thing that had to cost <laughs> oh. like half the budget right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, opening weekend, it pulled in sixteen point three million, so it made its budget back. Opening weekend, total world U.S. gross. Forty-two million dollars. You so have to imagine they spent five or six million just on casting. That one guy from—is he from Parks and Recreation? Adam Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he pulled in some money. Tony Collette pulled in some money. So David Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a third of that just going to to um, on on screen talent. How do you guys uh, feel about the cast? I know Rob said he doesn't like Tony Collette, but was it what's his name? Adam Scott. That one guy? Yeah. Yeah, I can't not see him as anything other than the Parks and Rec guy. I know. And that, That's and that other guy is going to be like Todd Packer for like my entire life. <laughs> From I the office. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to see Adam Scott as the guy from Parks and Rec your entire life, just do me a favor and watch Party Down. Because that is like an awesome TV series and it will change Red, my mind. I forgot he was that. I love Party Down. Yeah. There you go. At least a few episodes I've seen. Oh the man, Gutenberg. you just have to see the fucking Gutenberg one. If you've seen the Gutenberg seen one, you've seen the best of that show. So um, what you're saying is don't watch the ones you haven't seen yet. Since <laughs> no, watch everything. Episode. Watch everything. Amanda, can we talk about the first X-Men movie a little bit? Just for... <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't even remember which one. Which one is the I, first I'm, one? I'm, Oh no, listen, I'm not at all serious. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just listening to these guys. All right, the if stupid. It, if I hear the word fastbender, I'm like, really? I'm... Oh god, ben. god damn it! The stupid bitchy kid in Krampus. His actual like real name is M J Anthony, and I am just fucking done with this kid. <laughs> his name is M J, like E M J A Y. Oh, oh my god! Seriously? Yeah, fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. It's funny because he wasn't black, right? <laughs> no, he's never been black in his entire life. Right. Like, not even for a moment. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> so what else? Livius. Livius. What else we got for... Are we done with Krampus? We can move on to... 
the cinematic kind of masterpiece. We're gonna move on to. So I wanna I wanna offer some backstory to this. When I was trying to figure <laughs> an out, an excuse. Livius wants to Adam offer an excuse for. Yeah. When I was looking up what Adam Scott was from, because I recognized him, but I've never really seen Parks and Rec. But I'm like, I think I've seen him in something. The first thing that pulls up on IMDb is Krampus, and right below it is Krampus Unleashed, which really seems like a sequel when you see it that way, and they were released exactly a year apart. Or just sound better. There's a Krampus Unleashed. Oh, (laughs) damn it. And then we add it to the list of things. This is basically how it happened. Then I think Jesse goes, yeah, we can watch that. And Rob was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. And I was like, all right, we'll watch it. It only got two fucking stars, but whatever. So that's how we came across Krampus Unleashed. Krampus Unleashed. You, like, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even going to pull up. Yeah, I'm not even going to pull up a synopsis. Here is what Krampus Unleashed is. Earlier oh, I will. I, said, I can do that if you want. You know what I have already pulled up though? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Rotten Tomatoes reviews for both of these movies. Yes. Bring it. We've got a tomato meter of 65% for Krampus. I think that's a little generous. An audience score of 52% for Krampus. So generous. Krampus Unleashed doesn't even have a tomato meter. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a 13%, 13% audience score. Who well, are those 13%? It is, likely, it is likely that we quadrupled the viewership of this movie. <laughs> uh, Krampus Unleashed on IMDb has a score of 2.7 out of 10, and that's from 112 different viewers. So, so we have we have to assume that thirty six of them are cast and crew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see. Um, two different synopses, both written by Uncorked Entertainment, which I'm guessing had something to do with the actual production of this movie. Some things are better left buried. In pursuit of a lost treasure, like gr- this movie, <laughs> a group of fortune hunters, fortune hunters. Uh, mistakenly unearths an ancient demonic summoning stone that holds a terrible curse and awakens a timeless evil, the Krampus. After Krampus, uh, Amanda, it's Krampus. After centuries of slumber, Krampus, the Christmas <laughs> devil, has awoken with a thirst that only blood will quench. He knows if you've been naughty. It doesn't even make sense. No, none of that makes sense. I didn't even pay attention while I was reading it. But I do want to watch Krampus the Reckoning. (laughs) Like, there was the line in the movie that the thing where the old guy's like, I've been studying the Krampus my whole life. And then you're like, no, no, you didn't. You didn't even like. You got one book at the library. (laughs) Yeah, that was convenient, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a movie that um, I said earlier. I kind of wanted a serious Krampus movie. Yeah, I really didn't want that. That's what Krampus Unleashed taught me. Because <laughs> Krampus Unleashed tried to be the... So earlier I said you know, Krampus had this whole army of, of, of demonic toys and underground tremor thingies and whatever. This is I was like, okay, well, at least this is straight up Krampus <laughs> coming to wreak some havoc. This movie... Rob, did IMDb have a budget for this movie? Because I had an estimate. You said what? Thirty something dollars. Thirty-eight dollars. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking up. I was actually on the um, profile of one of the characters in the in the movie. So let me see. 
Was it the okay, girl? Okay, now obviously though, this movie came about because somebody was like, mm -hmm. okay, Krampus is like up and coming, so we need to find a way to make a movie with this in the title, right? And then they just wrote like a okay. bad monster movie and just named it Krampus Unleashed. Like that's obviously yeah. this movie, right? Well, yeah. of course. Uh, let me go. Yeah. It didn't have it on IMDb. I'm going to box office Mojo and seeing if it even recognizes Krampus Unleashed. <laughs> this movie oh. doesn't exist. <laughs> this is an extremely low budget movie and here's how you know it's a low budget movie now anybody who's listening from the, <laughs> from the south from, from from the 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 deep south or the southwest I, I understand that you guys have christmas too when the fuck <laughs> did somebody make a christmas movie in the middle of the fucking desert that's how you know it's low budget because the guy the one guy that's responsible if you look at cast and crew there's the one guy he's probably the writer the director the cameraman the grip Clearly, he lives in fucking New Mexico, and like there's woods near his house because that's exactly how all of this was filmed. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're getting any budget information for Krampus Unleashed because I'm sure it was straight to video. There was no budget. Yeah, that's why there was no budget. So um, the story is a similar in scope that um, to. Two groups of, from the same family come to the um, parents' house in, I have to imagine it was New Mexico, um, at Christmas. They're very, very different from one another in how they, how, what they believe, and, you know, the kids are very dissimilar. There's a really pervy cousin who's trying to bang his, uh, his kind of cute uh, girl cousin. Um, and they <laughs> find the Krampus stone, which was originally on Earth. Krampus stone, yes. <laughs> summoning some stone. years ago. <laughs> yeah, the summoning Onyx? stone. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um that basically you just have to set fire to it and it summons Krampus because that makes perfect sense. And Krampus comes to kill all of them. I think I have covered it's, everything It's drawn the to the stone. Why didn't they just say it was coal? Wouldn't that have made more sense? Um it yes. had to be some like, sort of onyx. Like, that would have been like no, it wasn't onyx. I don't know if there's a lot of coal in the desert. <laughs> I know you live near Kentucky and shit. <laughs> coal is like an everyday part of your life. It was obsidian. It was obviously obsidian. Um, yeah, the desert, desert's kind of more of that sand stuff. Yeah, they can have a lot of that um, that sand. Pre-glass. I call it pre-glass. <laughs> you, guys, you guys may be forgetting the important part that it was buried there by a German. So really, where what it was wasn't important. Oh, like a yeah, Nazi, Aaron right? Klaus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But wasn't he kind of a Nazi? Like Santa Claus's brother was a Nazi or something? No, he was an outlaw in the Old West. Oh, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Santa's brother's a Nazi just so that the movie has like a more interesting <laughs> aspect. I'm remembering it how I want to, I think. <laughs> right. Like you're just inventing interesting like backgrounds uh, for people. Um, no, someone who paid more attention than me explained this to me. Was the old prospector that shows up ten minutes before the movie ends? Was he one of the original characters from when they discovered that, like in the sixties or yes, whatever he it was? was. He yeah, was. he was. McGuckin from Gravity Falls. <laughs> that too. That's not the question I asked. <laughs> he was, and, and now I'm suddenly he wanting was, him okay. to be a band member from the the band Gravity Kills. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was that too. Because he's guilty too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... Oh, shit, I forgot I was going to say. I'm so focused on Gravity Kills. 
um, yeah, there was a like, there was even a flashback scene where um, he's like, I remember when they discovered this stone <laughs> forty five years ago or whatever, and like he's like, we tried to, to hide it away from Krampus. Like the only thing you could do is bury it under stone, which doesn't make any sense because the kid, if you think, if you remember where the kid found it, it was just laying on top of other rocks at the edge yeah. of a creek. <laughs> like, how did it yeah. get there? We're, Were they the only people that ever we went to this creek? Yeah, we here's what we did. We put it under seven stones at the edge of a creek, and we figured it would never get found again. Welcome to Booked Radio, where we reenact Krampus Unleashed. <laughs> you know, I can I'm tell you exactly what I was doing during that scene, why I didn't pay attention to the ask that question. The New York Times crossword puzzle has an app. <laughs> And there is a seven-day free trial, and I was literally on day seven, so I was trying to do as many of the mini puzzles as I could, and that's why I don't know what happened really clearly at the end. Of it. I know how it ended, but I was a little fuzzy because I think uh, I was yeah. watching it on a Thursday, and those are hard puzzles. So that gives you that that could pretty much serve as my wrap up for this. Did we have really? We've somehow <laughs> glossed over the absolute best, like. One of two of the best parts of this entire movie so far. Somehow it hasn't been mentioned yet. And it's when that weirdo chick that has nothing to do with the story at all gets naked in her hot tub. Uh, and and bones her boyfriend before he gets murdered by Krampus. <laughs> and then she becomes, like, integral to the entire story. <laughs> like, But it's, it's worth mentioning that it's, like, an inflatable hot tub, too, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess by using the words hot tub, I was being... Very generous because You're it's like classing it up. It was an, it was an inflatable kiddie pool, <laughs> but like See, you guys, you guys actually think that that's a bu- that was a budget constraint, but they had to just break into someone's backyard to film that scene, and that was just happened to be already be an inflatable tub there. So I think you guys think it's inflatable. No, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like they, you know, well, we I mean, you know how much a hot tub would cost? Yeah, we'd have to. Rent a hotel. Um, Wait, so you don't you don't like the scene where the woman tells her husband to slow down because he's driving too fast, and then he crashes. Oh, I mean that's the emotional. Her. That's the that's obviously the emotional crux of the entire movie is when he does that thing where he's talking to her as if she's alive, <laughs> and then there's that reveal. We know she's dead, and then he looks over and he's like. No, and it was like so fake sad. Like I've been more sad about like bullshit than this guy was like acting sad about his wife dying. Like, oh uh, yeah, because yeah. he ran into a guardrail or something. On the- <laughs> I mean, and like, let's talk about like Livius. You'll be on my side on this one because you're such a bigot. But um, like he he's like. Woman, don't talk to me when I'm driving. You're going to make me get in an accident. And then immediately they get in an accident. And then she dies. Like That's Clearly he, he was right. He told her. He told her. He, he knew what was coming. And she wouldn't stop talking. And that's what that's what you get. I, to, I told you, woman. <laughs> that's what you get. You get dead. At least she didn't get killed by... She didn't get her head pulled off by a Krampus. I'm sorry, by a, a guy in a werewolf costume. Yeah, what was that? He clearly had like a gorilla costume on that they had like That's taken like thought. either like a, a devil mask or like a wolf mask and like taped it to the front, like hot glue gunned it to the front. I was like, what is that? 
the costume director spent literally hours putting that together. <laughs> and and had almost four hot glue burns by the end. He the costume director last year, so this came out in November. Like November second of last year was in like a party city going through like the seventy five percent off costumes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right well, after it was, Halloween. Yeah, right after Halloween, so they got him on a budget. You know that's why they made this in November. They shot it over a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that the nudie part was like one of the best parts of the movie, but we all can agree on what the really best part of the entire movie was, right? When it said the end? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like that part a Someone's lot. Someone's got to be with me on this. When that dickhole kid gets attacked by baby Krampus for no reason <laughs> oh, <yeah>. at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something that was not introduced at any point <laughs> or substantiated. Where do baby Krampuses come from? Well, when you blow up a Krampus, what you get is a lot of smaller Krampi. <laughs> <laughs> this was common knowledge. You've been studying the Krampus your whole life, have you? This little like that's the beautiful part. Everybody dies, right? Like over the course of this movie, everybody dies, but that fucking dumb pervy kid who was like perving on his his female cousin. Oh, because it's legal in some places. Apparently, in the Southwest, anything goes. You can bang your cousin. Um, I'm not judging. That's fine. Like, so it's legal. Love, it's legal. The heart, by the way, everywhere. <laughs> the heart. The heart wants what the heart wants. What's good for Poe? You know, it's fine. Yeah, that's true. I just, I just want to clarify, and I'm going to say this by start by saying I have no cousins. Uh, that's that, that's legal everywhere. Uh, there you go. What you really want, though, is third cousins, because that's like you know good for the genetic pool. It's like the sweet spot or something. Yeah, but third and cousins it's not is a pretty significant it. age difference. Oh, is that a generational change? Yeah, I, I've never paid that much attention to. So your 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 cousin's child is your second cousin. No, so it'd be that's like your cousin. I'm it... pretty sure that's the way it goes. Wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Amanda's from Ohio. She's got to have a really good grip on this type of thing. I, re- I really don't. I just know that everything that I learned about, like, the first, second, third, how that worked is, like, totally wrong. And the way that it actually works is really complicated, and I don't understand it. Oh, wait. Okay, so I was a little off. A child of one's parents' first cousin. So, Amanda, first your removed, mom's right? cousin's kid is a second cousin. Right, but like your cousin's kid is your cousin, your first cousin once removed, right? Guys, I'm just going to stop this right now. Nobody yeah. cares. <laughs> Literally nobody We've cares. Drinking. Listen, <laughs> legally this is very important. <laughs> Wait, does it get less legal as you go to third and fourth and fifth cousin, or is it more legal? More legal. <laughs> we can just stop now. I was making an office reference again because the first Krampus movie like, had an office reference. We don't need to research the legality <laughs> of banging your cousins. Welcome to Booked, where we uh, analyze who you can bang in your family. <laughs> who you can bang in your family and get caught. Yeah, who you can legally bang. I'm sorry, I guess I should have said that. Yeah. Uh, I am gonna. I'm going to kick off wrap-ups by saying the New York Times crossword puzzle app is actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you get a seven-day free trial. And if you're like me, you get a seven-day free trial on Android. And then you can go to an iPad and get another seven-day free trial. I give this movie <laughs> zero stars. Jesse, let's get a rating from you, buddy. I give this zero stars. Do you want to substantiate that, or does does our conversation speak for itself? Exactly that. Perfect. Amanda, what do you got? Zero stars. Any any comments? Yeah, like halfway through the movie, I accidentally hit stop and couldn't find my spot again, and I had to fast forward through the half that first half of the movie to get to the middle again so that I could finish watching it, and I cursed Livius out loud. The entire time it was fast forwarding it. None of this is the fault of the movie, though. I guess is. <laughs> yeah, I really think it's your failings with technology is is really. I was a... just gonna say, Amanda. Yeah, can we do a review was, of Amanda's technology so, capabilities? I was so <laughs> afraid that I was gonna have to watch part of it again. Like I was terrified it was that bad. Like really, the That's fact speaking that speaking about like the zeros, like the fear of having you know to watch even part of it a second time. But I, I just want to—I want to emphasize the fact that Amanda's voice is coming to us digitally is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys just didn't run a, a, a length of string in a couple of months. That was—that was, that was Plan B. Electricity's magic. <clears throat> so it is magic. I'm gonna—I'm gonna defy <laughs> convention here, and I'm gonna give this movie one star, and I'm gonna do it for a very specific reason. Um, if you Oops. look at boobs well half of it is boobs so half a star is just for that that one that one girl's knockers um but if you if you put these <laughs> movies side by side and you look at the budget and you look at the talent <laughs> and you look at the effort <clears throat> that should have been possible with each of these movies i don't think one <laughs> fares too much better than the other and i got <laughs> i got to give a lot of credit to this like low budget no budget movie for at least being so terrible that it was to me entertaining. Um, plus the boobs, plus the weird Krampus baby at the end that made no sense that they just probably didn't have the budget or the time or the acting ability to like explain. <laughs> like those two things alone were made it entertaining enough for me to like actually like it more than the movie Krampus. So <sighs> one star. I, I got to give it this: it didn't have any continuity errors. So that's what I'm saying. Like the story was so stupidly like. I mean, the story was stupid. But it was consistent. <laughs> and on that note, I think that, we're going to move away from that Krampus wraps movies. Up the, yeah, the Krampus segment of the booked holiday office party. Um, is anybody wearing a lampshade on their head yet? No. Not yeah, yet. I'm, I'm mixing another drink. Nope. We don't, uh, we're, we don't do video on this. And oddly enough, I'm saying this as I'm looking at a lampshade that's not sitting on a lamp. And I'm thinking about it, but I realize that nobody would be able to see it. <laughs> I am trying to find the email address for Amelia Brantley, who was the one who took her gear off in the Krampus Unleashed movie, though. So <laughs> that is something that is happening right now. While Rob is doing that, I would like to introduce what uh, hopefully will be a repeat segment um, to this uh, podcast. Um, astute listeners will have noticed that over the last uh, three or four episodes, we have tried desperately to lure... M in Portland, that is her Twitter handle, 
um, EM in Portland, uh, who you should go follow immediately if you haven't already, um, into being our TV correspondent. And uh, what we have tonight, I think, is, uh, you know, we kind of want to welcome her to the family, and it's a great time to do it because it's the holidays and it's the, the, the office party, right? So we should have all our family nearby or coworkers or however that works. Um, but we have our first, and I say first, in hopes that there will be a second um, clip from M in Portland. Here is uh, our, Rob, what's the word I'm looking for? Potential, uh, probable, hopeful TV correspondent, M in Portland. Hi, Rob and Livius. This is Emily calling from Portland. I'm calling in as part of my job as TV correspondent, and I'm going to give some TV recommendations. But because when it comes down to it, I actually have pretty horrible taste in TV, I'm going to give you two good recommendations and then two trashy recommendations. So the first two good recommendations, um, one of them is called, it's a new one on TBS, I think, and it's called Incorporated. And it's a sci-fi series about this company um, and, you know, that's all I know about it. It's a little confusing right now, but uh, I do know that I like it. My second good recommendation is The Fall, which is um, in season three on Netflix. And it stars Gillian Anderson. And obviously anything that stars her is going to be good. Um, and the, ki the serial killer um, is pretty hot. So I also watch it for that reason. Okay, my two trashy recommendations um, are, uh, the first one is Vanderpump Rules, which is on the Bravo channel, and it's about the this wait staff at this trendy L.A. restaurant, and um, the staff, of course, are all beautiful, and it's very incesty. They're all sleeping with each other. They're all kind of dumb. Um, but it's just really fun to watch. Um, my second trashy recommendation is also on Bravo because everything bad is on Bravo. And it is The Shahs of Sunset. And it's about these Iranians who live in L.A. Um, for some reason, they're super rich. And they drive Mercedes. Uh, everything is decorated in gold, and they're just kind of over the top. And it's really fun to follow them and watch them party because they really know how to party. So those are my TV recommendations. Uh, I think this is for your Christmas show. And obviously, this has nothing to do with Christmas, but maybe it's a good escape from your family on Christmas because I know that's what I will be doing. So, um, hopefully you'll hear from me sometime later with more trashy TV recommendations. All right, that was M in Portland, um, our maybe TV correspondent. I guess we'll, we'll figure this out. Um, here's what I'd like to say. I think that I'm going to take the trashy recommendations, um, but I'm also going to make one of my own. Now, Rob had to listen to me last night for probably 20 minutes go on and on about the show The Royals on E!, <laughs> M in Portland, you should check out the Royals on E, and so should everybody else. Um, Amanda, Jesse, either one of you familiar with the Royals? Never heard of it. That's a goddamn shame. Rob, what do you got? <laughs> Wait a minute. Jesse, you listen to the uh, the podcast, don't you? Yes. Uh, then you've heard about the TV show The Royals, because Livius has talked about it before. 
calling you, you out on the carpet, there. buddy. <laughs> but you, you got me there, but you also know how far behind I am on watching television. I mean, I'm yeah. just finally getting to Boston Legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's what t- he's 10 years. Yeah, he's got some time to go. <laughs> that's like you just started watching The Wire. <laughs> well, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Jesse, here's what you really should do. Go out every day and post about how great Boston Legal is, because that's what's great to do on social media. Everybody it's loves it when you do that. Yeah. Everybody else who is going to watch it has already seen it, but you can give us, like, episode updates, maybe daily. Huh. That time, Denny Crane. How about you just Denny respond Crane? to everyone else's posts and just with, with Denny Crane? I'm Denny Crane. <laughs> yeah, that's kind love of it. <laughs> Or I so have I keep ten unpopular ex- opinions I have that aren't politics related. Jenny Crane. <laughs> or you can just keep saying I keep an extremely clean penis. <laughs> that was a great scene. I'm telling you. So here's here's what I'll say um, about M. Thank you first of all for for submitting your 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 picks. Um, I was happy that there were some trashy picks. Picks not like picks like P I C S. Um, like picks for yeah, TV shows. Yeah, I thought you were talking about pictures <laughs> for a second. <laughs> to be very yeah. clear, Emily did not send us any trashy picks. A media correspondent. Um, I'm only, yeah, <laughs> I am only talking about what she said in her audio clip. Um, but uh, so I can't identify any, you know, particularly with any of those. But still, she uh, uh, showed some interest in the in the TV show Dirk Gently, which I am just loving, and I'm a big fan of Douglas Adams who wrote her Checkers Guide to the Galaxy, so still vibing on... on uh, I think that she's going to be a good fit until she says something bad about that TV show. <laughs> so that one's good, then? Oh, yeah, it's good. It's really weird. Is that weird. the one with Elijah Wood? Yeah. Yep. I have an interest in that one. Yeah, it's really strange, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but, like... Um, I'm, there's like one, like, so like I've seen up to like the, the, the episode before the last episode in the season and that the ending of that, like penultimate episode was something where I was like, what? It was like so great. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's a good review. Guys. And I got to use the word penultimate. It's it's time for the first of four gift exchanges. So we didn't really, so we, we scheduled the gift exchanges, but we really didn't talk about whose gift was first. So is there a volunteer who wants, somebody who wants everyone else to open their gift from them? Let's do Livius's gift. All right. Let's then Livius it. just volunteered. So um, <laughs> Rob and Jesse both got the same thing. Uh, Amanda got something a little different. All right. Now I have so to cut this open. open. Yep. I haven't opened the haven't Amazon knife. packaging yet. I've got my trusty butterfly knife that I use for opening packages and absolutely nothing else. I have a paring knife that I'm cutting towards myself. That's the not the right way. That's the bad way to do it. But I'm left-handed, so it is the correct way. You would be left-handed. No fucking way. No way. Don't say what it is yet. I haven't opened my package. Oh, shit. Let me ask you when. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't know how this would go over with you guys. I was like, I actually reached out. I reached out to, to Misty Bennett to ask. Oh, my God. This is the coolest thing. Oh, my God. Which one of you should get that? Which one of you would uh, appreciate it more, like it more? And she said, I think they would both appreciate it equally. And I said, you know what? I guess I don't see why they couldn't both get the same thing. So I'm um, one of you guys, Rob, Jesse. Jesse, explain Talk it because I'm putting it on and taking a picture of myself. <laughs> 
Livius, Livius gave Rob and I both uh, a Red Devil mask, and the Red Devil is the killer character in the first season of the TV series Scream Queens, which also happens to be the mascot of the college where the series takes place at, so it's a perfect cover for the killer, you know? So we have Red Devil masks now. Oh, this is amazing. Guys, I hate to say it, but those are very specifically women's Red Devil masks. Because <laughs> there wasn't a men's version. <laughs> So I don't know why they had to actually specify. Um, it seems but, uh, pretty unisex because it fits on my face like a very tight glove. Good. Well, Merry yeah. Christmas. Amanda, did you did you get your gift open yet? Oh, finally. It took me a... I, there was a lot of cutting involved that didn't involve my fingers, luckily. It is a booked mug that has a... <laughs> Is that a Viking? Go ahead. Is it the Throp mug? It is. It is the Throp Lithius mug. Oh my god. It's beautiful to behold. Amanda, I'm going to explain very quickly for you and, you know, people people who don't listen to the podcast exactly what that mug is. <clears throat> um, that was... Uh, that was... Rob, do you remember the artist's name? It escapes me, and I don't know uh, nearby. Gucker, Nick Gucker, I think is his name. Nick Gucker is the artist who put that beautiful picture together. That is a character named Throblivious that will hopefully soon appear in one of Nikki Gerlain's uh, in Nikki Gerlain's book, actually, not even a story. And that character is based on Rob and myself combined as one person. So what you have there is a Viking, a Siamese twin with a vampire. Um, the, the the more handsome one, the vampire, that's supposed to be me. The other one's wrong. <laughs> um, that is also, um, you are the only person that has that mug that is not a, uh, a higher level Patreon contributor. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Merry that's Christmas. Victory. Yeah. yeah. That will likely not even be. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Patreon.com slash booked, although I don't think that's available for anybody else ever for any reason. So, yeah, um, that being it's the said, two, it's the 2016 mug. Right, so um, Amanda, that's oh, so yeah, you can drink coffee. Time. That's so you can drink coffee and stay awake for appointments that you have made with <sighs> podcasts or, or whatever. I'll be drinking out of it in the morning. <laughs> I'll, I'll pour my whiskey in it. I'll pour my Jim Beanum in it right now. Dude. I said Beanum. Oh, Your devil's cut. <laughs> Jim Beam devil's cut in the booked mug. Dude. Rob sent a, a picture to the group with that mask. That mask fits you well, and I gotta tell you, it looks crazy fucking good with the beard. Yeah, the beard was an unexpected, uh, it was a nice touch, right? Yeah, I didn't think you guys were actually gonna put them on. I was thinking you'd hang them on a pin or something on a wall somewhere. <laughs> but uh, that, listen, if you want to wear it around, that's cool. You do you. Do you. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you actually approve. <laughs> well, I'm totally gonna put this on later. When we used to have a dog, and I would put my, uh, ghost face mask from scream on and i would chase the dog around in it which didn't always didn't always end up well for me but <laughs> but it was fun you need to videotape that mm -hmm. more gift exchanging um coming up shortly but uh first uh, we decided to do um christmas traditions yeah, is kind yeah. of a thing. So Amanda and Jesse were not privy to this. This was kind of something Rob and I were doing. So Rob is going to present an, uh, 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 an American Christmas tradition um, for this part of the first episode here. So um, 
you may not have heard of this by the title I'm going to use, but there's a Christmas. That's the drinking. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> there is a there's a Christmas tradition um, that ha- that actually kind of originated in the Chicagoland area that I think is really interesting. Um, called the Christmas Kettle. So you've all heard of like, um, I know Salvation Army does it where they have the bell ringers and you can drop money in a little little pot around Christmas time. They like hang outside of stores and stuff. Yeah, we've got them up here. So um, what you may not know, and you may have heard of this, um, have you ever heard of um, the concept of um, people dropping anonymously, putting in um, really high value coins like gold bullions and stuff like that into into these kettles. I've heard of, I've read a couple of reports of that happening. Yeah, yeah, Krugerrands, I think. Krugerrands, right? yeah. Well, yeah. So um, it's kind of evolved over the years, but um, actually, this tradition in its modern form, and I'm I'm not saying that it has never happened anywhere else, but um, modernly. Had originated in the early 1980s in Crystal Lake, Illinois, which is, you know, a 10-minute drive from where I live right now, um, where um, someone dropped gold coins or a gold coin or something into a Salvation Army um, collection bucket um, anonymously. And the idea, and so since then, it's been almost an annual thing where usually it is um, high-value, like solid gold coins, like the bullions and stuff like that. Um, but as as time has gone on and it's kind of evolved over the years, other people have have picked up the tradition and done stuff like uh, let's see, I actually have a list in front of me here. So, American Gold Eagle coins, Krugerrands, um, you know, just um, high value rare coins in general, like United States Quarter Eagle, Double Eagle, um, but also other things like um, uh, a, a, you know, diamond rings. Someone actually did five gold rings to to uh, kind of mirror the whole Twelve Days of Christmas song, uh, or checks for large amounts of money. Like someone put a check for almost fifteen thousand dollars in a pot one time, and then someone else put a check for fifty. I'm sorry, half a million dollars in a, in a kettle one time. Uh, That's insane. Yeah, most of the times I remember hearing it where like the coins were valued like a thousand dollars, which is still a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the beauty of this, I think, to me, is that, you know, initially, and I imagine probably the first few years, it was the same person doing it, but that it became a copycat thing in, like, the best way possible. So not yeah. in a mannequin challenge way, but that, you know, people were then um, contributing large amounts of money to, and say what you will, I know there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of a difference of opinion about the Salvation Army and how they do things and stuff, but uh, these probably are people. Probably because they hate the gays. It could be right. because they hate the gays. Yeah. Like that's, that, that, I didn't know that was the reason, but that that's, might be the reason. It's the, it's, yeah. it's the gay hate. Yeah. I, I will say, um, I will say this in 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 any kind of case like this. Yeah, I think that they probably do more good than they do harm. And if people are willing to contribute money to help a good cause, yeah, I, I'm all for it. So, for the record, the half a million dollar check, Jesse, Minnesota. Nice. Yeah. So that's one of those things where it's like when when Livius and I were thinking of, of topics that we could bring up that were like in the spirit of, of Christmas and something like this is something that it was always kind of like like so I, I was raised atheist. So there's no Jesus or God or anything in Christmas for me. It's all like 
like the right. good the goodness of of man and so i can think of few things that are as like um you know as solid of of an example of that as as this um it was very specifically anonymous and it was like people would drop these gold coins into these buckets and it was, it became something where it was annual and they they would do it in a way that no one would ever discover who they were but like livia said it 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 spawned copycats and like that's the best kind of copycat like it's just an amazing thing so i've always been very happy with like that type of that type of thing and i don't know if you guys had ever heard about it before it's awesome yeah well i've never actually gone out and put like a large amount of money in one of those because i'm still kind of stuck on the gay hate thing but yeah i never <laughs> never donate to them i just I'll, I'll give directly to to the local houses and charities All right. Um, I think that's a great way to. Uh, no, let's finish out this first part of the episode <laughs> or this first half. I think it's like a exchange. No, let's just say with you guys, it's always real difficult because this could go a whole different direction any second now. <laughs> but I think that the perfect way. So we're gonna we're gonna end or bring this first episode kind of to a, a soft close. We'll call it. I don't know how much signing up we're gonna do. Um, but I think we should just do another gift exchange. I, I feel like like we should be in the giving mood after hearing this wonderful Christmas tradition. Also, for anybody, for anybody keeping hold, I am a solid halfway through this bottle of chocolate wine, and this shit is pretty fucking good. <laughs> I have also eaten the entire plate of feta cheese, monster cheese, croissants, and salami. It's all gone. Beautiful. I'm going to get really sloppy in this next. So whoever is listening, you want to come back next week. Because if you can hear the little bit of slurring, it's probably going to get a lot more pronounced. Um, oh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> oh, and we haven't even talked about the Great American Challenge. So that'll be next week. Dun, oh, yeah. Dun. Let's use a teaser. Yep. I, I, that's not actually in our list of things, Amanda. But the more I drink, so the more is. likely it is that we're going to talk about I did kind of promise Amanda that we could talk about the Great American Challenge. He totally did. Um, should we I mean I, I I don't know I'll leave it up to you guys well I was wondering yeah, do, it. do we do the hosts back to back or do we do we mix it up a host and a guest I think we should do a host and a guest alright so Jesse or Amanda who's going first open mind do it alright All right. I was promised one, this is not the one from last year that I didn't actually mail no. I was pro- <laughs> yeah I was promised Amanda's like yeah, yeah. because I you're fucked up you're getting gifts. two gifts guess what <laughs> Here's one. Maybe she meant like one of these years you're gonna get two gifts. No, you should get the other ones before Christmas. We'll mm-hmm. see how that works out. Mm-hmm. You all got different things. <laughs> all right. Oh my. Okay. All right. <laughs> For naughty girls and boys of all ages. Whoa! What did you get, buddy? <laughs> the Great American Challenge. <laughs> Jesse, what did you get? I got the uh, Creepy Krampus sticker book. It is 72... Okay, not just 72 stickers, but 72 reusable stickers. That's right, motherfuckers. You guys didn't get one because you didn't like the Krampus movie, so... You knew that out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a... This is weird because I didn't think they made these. (laughs) It is specifically a Missouri corn cob crack pipe. (laughs) It's not not specifically a crack pipe. Oh, holy shit. Okay, maybe it's not. I just looked at it and thought, you probably smoke crack out of this thing. (laughs) It is a corn cob pipe. 
Um, which is actually kind of cool. Can't wait. Hold on a second. It's not specific, but can I? Can I smoke crack out of it? Can smoke crack out of anything? <laughs> oh, perfect. That's good to know. That, uh, that theory may come up later when we're talking about the Great American Challenge. <laughs> you can smoke crack out of that. <laughs> out of the Great American Challenge? There's got to be a way. Just got to carve some holes. Anything's, like a, an crack, apple. anything's a crack pipe <laughs> yeah. if you want it bad enough. <laughs> wow. Um, I just want. All right, so is it my turn? It is. I think mine. I'm going to say mine is the best, but I might just be um, biased. But I got a. I already sent a picture to the group on on the Facebook chat, but uh, a Santar um, Christmas ornament. So it is a like a centaur, like a half horse, half human, but the human half is Santa, and it's oh my a Christmas. That's awesome. It's a Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> Can you tell what the best part of that is in this picture? Right? Because of the packaging, it looks like half of its or three quarters of it's underwater, which makes it even more like nonsensical. So it makes it even better. That's true. It does look very underwater. But um, yeah, that's my Santar ornament. I'm very excited. Hey, nice corn cob pipe you got there. You like that? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, smoke, that's for the crack out of that. You could rig that into to a, like a vape. I'm sure you could vape out of that somehow. Now, see, you know that was my goal, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I, 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 oh, know yeah. I know exactly what you were getting at. It's no, like a no, challenge to Olivia's. That was not I tried to be time. very personalized, and I, and I mean, Rob seemed to have the most... <laughs> Rob was really in the pool. Like, hate, so I was like, and what so. can I do uh, to make up for... Rob likes, like, half thing. men, half animals. That's my thing, yeah. <laughs> Um, guys, I think this has been a very productive Wait, and exciting. Before we move on, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna retract my description. It has to be that he's half Santa, half reindeer, right? <laughs> right. He wouldn't just be a normal horse. He would be half reindeer. I mean, that, that would, would mess sense, with yeah. like the definition, but I mean, it would yeah. make more sense with it being. Christmas. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna choose to believe. Because of the Christmas spirit, yeah. you believe. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in to the first half of our <laughs> booked holiday office party. We haven't opened Jesse's yet. Amanda, you could edit her out, right? Rob? <laughs> yeah, we can, yeah. Okay. Um, come I'm back drinking, next I'm week. Jim Beam. What's happening? Shut up, Amanda. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is how those office parties always seem to go. Um, come back next week for the second half. Um, until then, I'm Livia Snudden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading. <laughs>